Today's episode is sponsored by the New Zealand Homeopathic Society. They're a charitable organisation dedicated to raising awareness and supporting the growth of homeopathy in New Zealand. You can become a member and receive amazing benefits such as access to an online introduction to homeopathy course for beginners from the College of Natural Health and Homeopathy. You'll also have access to the members-only section of their website where you'll find past journals and articles to download or browse. And you'll receive their quarterly newsletter via email as well as a variety of articles on homeopathy, up-to-date information on homeopathic news, tips on how to use remedies for common ailments and upcoming events. Plus, you'll receive 10% discount on remedies purchased from supporting pharmacies, Similimum and Celine Homeopathics. And if you're a book lover like me, be sure to check out their online bookshop. It is amazing. To become a member of the New Zealand Homeopathic Society or to purchase some of their books, visit www.homeopathy.ac.nz. That's homeopathy.ac.nz. Membership is currently only available to people living in New Zealand. Today we speak with homeopath Giovanna Franklin a mother of two based in the UK who discovered homeopathy for the first time after her son was diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder and seeing her son's improvement, it convinced her to become a homeopath with a special interest in autism and ADHD. Her love for homeopathy has driven her to teach and she loves creating bespoke courses and she's also a qualified clinical supervisor. Her website is homeopathyheal.co.uk and she also has a Facebook page called Homeopathy Heals. And she has a private Facebook group called Autism Solutions. Giovanna is going to be speaking with us today on homeopathic remedies for colic and teething. If you have a little one, I hope you will really find this information very helpful. Welcome to the Homeopathy Hangout, where we discuss all things homeopathy from around the world. And now my mum and your host, Eugenie Kruger. Hello, homies, and a very warm welcome to Homeopathy Hangout. Today, we are hanging out with homeopath Giovanna Franklin. Have I said that right? (laughs) Yes, thank you. I've got to put that Italian twist on it. But you are from Glasgow. (laughs) How are you going? (laughs) Yeah, we're we're good. It's it's winter here. We have snow this morning, but uh, everything is good. Yeah. Yeah. It's so lovely to have you on, Giovanna. So I wonder, can you tell our uh, listeners how you first discovered homeopathy? Well, I have uh, a son who is now 12 years old and uh, he has um, he's on the autistic spectrum uh, disorder and uh, he was diagnosed when he was four. And so before then, I knew the name, I knew the word homeopathy, but it meant nothing to me and I was not interested in, in finding out. I had no particular health issues, but once I was hit with uh, with the diagnosis, as you know, probably other parents know uh, who are in the same boat, uh, there is not very much information coming from the medical profession. They give you this diagnosis, which is really um, because there is no physical test, there's no blood test. You know, it's mm-hmm. a, it's a diagnosis they they check. You know, they they ask you a question, and so it's a kind of subjective. And then the prognosis is totally unknown. And you start obviously asking questions, what is this? Where does it come from? And they tell you, no, we don't know. Um, okay, and what's the prognosis? What's what's the future going to be like? Oh, well, we don't know. But, you know, in my case, they actually said to me, uh, you're lucky because your son is potty trained. He was four at the time. He was nonverbal. 
He had amazingly <laughs> challenging behaviors. Um, and so that that was that was that. And so, of course, you know, you have two choices. You either resign to your fate and you say, okay, this is me, or you start digging and researching. And so that's what I did. And uh and then in the digging of there, I literally stumbled into the website of a local homeopath who said on a website that she specialized in autism. And I had still no idea what homeopathy was, but I checked her credentials. She had studied in London College of Homeopathy. So she, you know, she sounded legit. So I went to her. She started with carcinosin. I again, no idea what it was, but I saw the changes, really subtle changes in my son. And that's when I started asking her questions, like, what on earth is this? Mm. And she handed me this book, the Miranda Castro's Handbook of Remedies, which is really the first one that everybody gets. And it's so wonderful because I remember reading the introduction and really thinking, why why does not everybody know about this? This this sounds fantastic. It makes complete sense. The fact Mm. that you have to give... The minimum dose, the fact that you have to, you know, the like cures like, mm. I don't know why some people have a problem adjusted with that. To me, it makes total sense. And I don't know if it's my brain that works backward, but it makes complete sense compared to the drugs. And I've never been a massive fan of uh, allopathic medicine anyway. Uh, but again, you don't, you know, until you need something. It doesn't really come into your consciousness, I suppose. Mm. So in a sense, that was a massive gift because I started to be so obsessed with it that I actually asked my husband at one point, would that be a good idea for me to train and become a professional homeopath? Because I was at home at the time. And he said, okay, if that's what you want to do, that's that's fine. And uh, then here I am. It's amazing. It's the best thing that happened to me. So sometimes, you know, some people say the the best, things in your life the best opportunities come disguised very well disguised mm. <laughs> as um negative stuff mm, absolutely <laughs> yeah absolutely now you obviously know that with this podcast i i'm constantly trying to empower the public with the knowledge of using homeopathy for themselves and i recently put a call out to some professional homeopaths to say who of you are willing to put up your hand and come on the podcast and do some talks with us, get down to the nitty gritty of some of the things that our listeners deal with on a regular basis. And you were very brave and you put your hand up to come and have a chat with us today about colic and teething. And I'm so grateful for that. So I wonder, can I give you the floor, Giovanna, and you tell our listeners about what homeopathic remedies they can use to help their children through colic and teething because so many people reach automatically for Panadol. We call it Panadol over here, you you know, like a pain mm-hmm. relief. Um, and pharmaceuticals, they can be so heavy on a little baby's guts and their liver. And some mums intuitively feel that it doesn't feel right to give all these pharmaceuticals to such a tiny little baby, but they don't know that there is a safe alternative. So can you please tell our listeners about what options they have with homeopathy? Yeah, sure. So even before uh, thinking about giving something, whether a remedy or um, medication, sometimes it's worth uh, just doing a little checklist. And and I apologize if that sounds, you know, if you if everybody's already knowing this and and already doing this. No, just assume that people know nothing. So just 
good. Yeah, you know, because especially if you're a yeah, if you're a new mother and you, you don't know what to do and you panic. So one of the first things is if you're breastfeeding, look at your diet and maybe see if you can see a pattern, like if you're eating something that maybe doesn't agree uh, with your child and makes the milk taste funny for your baby. Uh, So there are certain foods that can trigger this, like coffee or tea or spices, garlic, cruciferous vegetables, you know, like cabbage or Mm. broccoli, sometimes peppers. So, you know, watch out for that. A few days of observation. Um, If your baby's bottle fed, if he's taking formula, then perhaps formula might not be the right one and you need to experiment with different ones. And also maybe check that the teeth on the bottle is the right size, Mm. because if it's too big, sometimes uh, the baby will suck in air together with the milk and that will cause gas and the gas gets trapped and that can cause uh, pain and stomach Mm. pain. Also, there are, there are other things that you can try and do, like, you know, baby massage on the tummy or put your baby face down on your knees with a rolled up towel under the, the tummy and gently roll the baby up and down mm-hmm. over the towel. And there are things like fennel tea that you can give, like little teaspoonfuls. So these are the first things that I would personally do before reaching out to anything. Now, After that, if none of these things (laughs) have worked, then you can start thinking homeopathy because the allopathic medication that I've seen, I mean, I've seen some babies, there are some prescription medications that are pretty heavy duty. I had a baby of 12 weeks old and he was given omeprazole. I don't know Mm. if you have it over there. Mm -hmm. And uh, and sometimes the side effects can be, worse so you know sickness diarrhea stomach pain so you know it's it's not the best and then I found an allopathic medicine which is fascinating I love it because it's called hyoscyamine (laughs) Ah, how how interesting so and and guess what the side effects of this um, medication are heartburn dilated pupils Mm. you don't say dry mouth rapid heartbeat constipation blurred vision confusion dizziness i mean sounds lovely (laughs) yeah it's great and it's amazing i love it when you know when they try you know it's obviously from hyoscyamus Mm -hmm. uh but of course the the raw substance is like Mm. belladonna it it can give you you know some funny side effects whereas Mm -hmm. the homeopathic version is totally safe as Mm. we know anyway so coming to the actual remedies there are quite a few but the most common ones the first one I would say I was mentioning is chamomilla Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of people know chamomilla Uh, it's a beautiful thing (laughs) it's so so helpful and the chamomilla state is also very easy to recognize for parents uh, for Mm -hmm. moms out there because the chamomilla child you know when you have a chamomilla child Mm -hmm. the the screaming is <laughs> off the charts. Uh, the rage, because there is that scream that is angry. Mm. Like, do something, mm. <laughs> you know. It's really, really nonstop, and it's inconsolable. Mm. And the only thing that calms the baby down is just picking them up and rocking them. But the minute you put them down, they start screaming again. 
is obviously super in distress. So chamomilla can be used for pain in general, whatever the pain is, because really the theme of chamomilla is this is unbearable, Mm. unbearable. That's the theme. And so even for other issues, you can think of chamomilla when the pain is really unbearable. But Mm. in this specific, yeah, the the baby is uh, arching their back, stretching their legs, really stiff Mm. uh, from the pain. Um, The stools are different as well they tend to be green running which is also what happens with the teething and chamomile is also very good for teething pain and so and sometimes you can have both at the same time happening at the same time if you're really lucky mm-hmm. <laughs> and so you don't know which is which but chamomile can be helpful definitely for both because like I said the the theme really it is the unbearableness mm-hmm. of the pain <laughs> Have you, Giovanna, have you got a favorite potency that you use it in or that you find effective? I just I'll, I always yeah, that's a very good question. I always start with 30C and mm. I always stick with 30C mm. for acute. Yeah, I do as um, well. I the reason I just ask is that when I had my first bubba, you know, I was like, oh no, you only give 30C. And then another homeopath, because my son, who's my oldest, he's 10 now. He was such a terrible teether. And my daughter just breezed through it, but oh my gosh. Chamomilla 30 did nothing for him. And she said, don't be afraid to use Chamomilla 200 because you need to match the potency to the intensity of the pain. And because his pain was so intense, I ended up giving him Chamomilla 200C every five minutes, usually only for about three or four doses, and then he would calm down. But I just, I hope it's okay to just kind of like put that in there as well. I just want to say to the listeners that if you find your child's symptoms match what Giovanna has just said, and the 30C hasn't done anything for you, just try the 200C before you give up on the remedy. Yeah, that's a very good point. Mm. Yeah. I always start with, with low because, Me too. you know, you can always go up mm, on the same. after, you know, uh, and it's better than going too high first thing and then you know you get an aggravation and da, 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 and then you have to it's more complicated so yeah and most first aid kits uh, are in 30c um, and they're very accessible mm. and I think also for peace of mind I think if you maybe if you're new to homeopathy um, you know that that is a low potency mm. and so yeah, you can start and then gradually, but it's, mm. yeah, it's absolutely true. Yeah. You, you, you need to match the, mm. the potency I'm, with intensity. Yeah. I'm just saying, saying that because uh, it, it's so easy to want to relieve your child's pain instantaneously. So if that chamomilla 30C isn't working and you're feeling like you want to reach for the Panadol, just try the 200C first before you do that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And also the other thing, many, many moms often ask, um, uh, is it okay? My my baby is very small. He's like he weighs uh, I don't know three four kilos and stuff. And it doesn't homeopathy doesn't work like that on age mm. or weight. It doesn't really matter. Um, it's really the potency and the symptoms. Mm, I'm glad you said that. Yeah. So at. you would give the same dose to a newborn as you would to a 130 kilo man. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, so chamomile is definitely, I believe that's in the, in the Helios first aid kit because it is such a good remedy for pain. Another remedy that is very good for colics is colosynthesis, 
if I pronounce it mm-hmm. correctly, <laughs> uh, which is really bitter cucumber. And uh, the funny thing that I, well, I find it funny, but <laughs> uh, the, the Latin name of this remedy is um, Citrullus. And uh, in Italian, we still say Citrullo to, to oh. mean somebody who's a bit silly. <laughs> oh, funny. <laughs> and uh, the reason for that is that it's a bit of cucumber. So it looks like uh, some of them are really big. They look like watermelons, uh, but they don't taste of anything. And so, you know, by association, you know, so it's something that looks good, but uh, but then it doesn't, you know, it's tasteless, it's mm. kind of useless. Mm. And so by association, you know, somebody who is a bit, you know, yeah. <laughs> Very <laughs> <Yeah>. interesting. <laughs> okay, anyway. Um, so colosynthesis is when the pain is in the abdomen and you see the, the little tummy is a bit bloated and there is diarrhea. Mm. And it's also where you see vomiting after feeding. So, you know, regurgitating right after feeding, the baby can be hungry, um, but then uh, it regurgitates. And um, and this one, unlike chamomilla, um, the baby feels better by bending over. Mm. And, and you will see that they actually draw their wee legs up to their chest uh, to feel better mm. and relieve the pain. And so that's a, that's a good sign. So you can recognize this remedy. Uh, for that a remedy that I've used also quite often is uh, Dioscorea and the picture of this remedy is again it's quite distinctive because the the you you will hear rumbling noises from the tummy Mm. Um, and there's a lot of wind Mm -hmm. okay so Dioscorea is wild yam I think from memory yeah that's right Mm -hmm. that's wild yam uh yeah it's a tropical plant i'm not sure it's edible i think there are different um types some are edible and some are not the next one i have is magnesium muriatica Mm. and magnesium muriatica you recognize it because it's worse for milk Mm -hmm. so the baby's hungry they they need the milk but as soon as they get it, they there sometimes there are cases of allergy of milk even breast milk Mm. uh the baby can be allergic to and and so the baby is crying and regurgitating right after the uh, feeding, mm. and there is um, constipation very often, or the stools are really hard; they look like pellets, mm. um, and there's a lot of straining, mm. um, and it can be alternated with diarrhea, kind of greenish mm. diarrhea. And you said that was magnesium muriaticum, hey? Yes, mm-hmm. that's right. And then there is one remedy that I haven't mm, prescribed myself, uh, but it's very specific. Um, and it's if the mother has been given an injection to help expel the placenta, mm. um, that can cause the colic in the baby right away. And so if you know you have had this injection, this injection and you see your baby start with the colics right away, like, uh, you know, a few days after feeding, then uh, secali or secali is yeah. the right remedy. Secali is, is a grain, mm-hmm. is one of the family of barley. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is very specific. Mm-hmm. And the baby's tummy is really bloated and tight and hard. Um, but it's easy to spot because this is really a case of, you know, cause and effect, basically. It's interesting because so, secali, I think, is also a really good remedy that's used for hemorrhaging during 
during birth. So if it's hemorrhaging yeah. from memory, so Kaylee is also useful. So it's interesting that then you're saying if you get the injection, the um, oxytocin injection, then to release the placenta, that, uh, that can also then be used if they're having these colicky symptoms. So that's actually quite interesting. Yeah, that's a, that's a very specific thing. I'm, I'm glad I came across this. Uh, but as I say, I haven't actually used it in practice. Maybe there's not, I don't know how many percentage, you know, statistically how many women uh, get that. Uh, well, you know what's going to happen is that now that we've talked about it, we're probably going to need it in the next week or so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know how it works. Yeah. That's true, actually. Mm. So, yeah, so these are the most common ones, but don't um, discount other remedies uh, like calcarb, for example, calcarea carbonica. Mm-hmm. Um, that is also a big, it's not specific because it's such a big remedy, calcarb. Um, you know, it can be used for just about anything, but it is a really good remedy for babies and feeding problems. Um, and so, and sometimes even, even teething, um, I've had cases where, you know, the chamomilla didn't do anything, Mm. uh, tried other things, um, aconite, um, Mm. other, other remedies, nothing, nothing that you would normally associate with, uh, teeth, (laughs) teething problem. And then calcarb did a trick, Mm. um, because it's a very good baby remedy, I think in general. And especially, I think, if the teeth are, t- are really slow to come in. So sometimes we'll say, you know, it's been three months and, the t- and, you know, he's been teething and the teeth still haven't popped through. You know, a few doses of calcarb and those teeth just pop through. And um, absolutely yes. really good for all sorts yeah. of childhood uh, developmental uh, issues as well, like if they're late to walk and all those sorts of things. Calcarb's yeah. wonderful. That's true, yeah. So for teething, uh we, we've already been through chamomilla and yeah, and you have the same sort of symptoms as colic. So the green diarrhea is a, is a big, um, is a big clue mm-hmm. for, for chamomilla. And, and again, there's other things that you can do to help your child with teething, even like massaging the gums with your mm-hmm. finger gently or giving them one of those um, teething rings uh, if you keep them in the fridge mm-hmm. first so that it's cool and the, the, the cold can uh, give a bit of relief and then they can chomp on it mm-hmm. uh, or eat something that is crunchy and cool, like mm-hmm. a carrot, a piece of carrot or something like that. So that can help already. Mm-hmm. And you can put uh, some wet face cloths in the freezer as well and give them one of those apparently. I haven't tried it myself. I've oh. just heard that that can help. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's uh, Anything yeah, cold always, to chew on, hey? Yeah, exactly. Something some kids really like ice uh, mm. from from an early age. Mm. Um, so yeah, uh, but again, if that doesn't work or if the, the issue is bigger than than that, um, chamomilla can help. Uh, also, aconite mm. and belladonna, um, and. I I am not averse to using combination remedies, mm. by the way, when it comes to acutes. And aconite and belladonna are kind of good together. They're both good acute um, remedies. Mm. Uh, the symptoms can be very similar. Uh, so the pain, that's very strong, uh, especially at night. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the cheeks are red. And in the belladonna state, the, the cheeks can be swollen and, and hot to the mm-hmm. touch as well as, as red. But aconite is very similar. And so you can try first aconite and then the other, but you can also just put them together. And what I do is just do water remedies, pop one pellet of each in a bit mm-hmm. of water. doesn't matter how much water. Mm. Let them dissolve, um, bang them on the table <laughs> or shake, yeah. and then give uh, a little teaspoon whenever it's uh, is needed. Mm-hmm. I have um, to say our top selling teething remedy in my clinic is ABC, which is aconite, belladonna, and chamomilla. Yeah. And um, yeah. so many mums have raved about that combination of the three. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, and funnily enough, it also works later on when they're grown up. Oh, <laughs> It works for, for anxiety. It's really good for panic attacks and, and anxiety. It's one of the, I think Helios uh, sells the, the combination mm-hmm. for that. But it's something that you can make yourself. Like I say, you know, for acute, I really... Actually, I really do like combination remedies for acute situation. Mm. Um, even, you know, broken bones, pain like this, mm. teething, going to the dentist. Um, because you can have different symptoms and uh, the, the pain can reach, for example, you know, if, you, if, if you're in pain, sometimes like pericum can mm. be mixed with belladonna and other things, mm. arnica and da-da-da. So, um when they say, I know some some people hear this this uh, expression, classical homeopathy, mm. and uh, you know you're supposed to give one remedy at a time. Uh, there's all sorts of rules, which is fine. I mean, I'm classically trained, but uh, my teacher was Misha Norland. He also oh. said, you know what, whatever works. Yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day, and there's no harm in trying. Also, mm. don't be don't be scared to experiment because at the end of the day homeopathy is the safest Mm. modality that we have Mm. and uh, I'm not saying you know go wild and and throw all the kit (laughs) at your baby uh, because that just confuses the picture if um, apart from anything else but but do do try uh, experiment Um, my my patients are, are amazing they are so creative a mm. lot of them and you know necessity is the mother of invention and sometimes when they are in a in a tight spot and maybe they don't have time for a consultation they'll just throw a few things in and then they tell me later mm. <laughs> uh but they say hey this worked I, I did this and I did that and I say wow that's great and I just write it down <laughs> yeah we learn so much from our patients it's amazing yeah, it's it's really good. So yeah, so don't don't be don't be scared. That's what I'm saying. Uh, you know, go and experiment, see what uh, what works for you, um, what you can tolerate in terms of potency, because the sensitivity is also another thing. Everybody's different, and so you learn about yourself. That's the another mm-hmm. one of the amazing things about homeopathy. You learn about yourself mm-hmm. uh, while you're doing it. Um, so yeah, so aconite belladonna. Um, sometimes baby teeth come out slowly, like we mentioned. So calcarb is a really, really good one. Um, and when the teething is accompanied by colds and runny nose, um, and the teeth are also slow in coming out, you can also think of silica. Mm. 
uh, which is another great uh, remedy, big remedy. Um, another issue that you can have is that the baby teeth come out and they start decaying mm. very quickly. Mm. Um, and uh, creosotum mm. can help. Oh my gosh. I have two clients. I just had another email last week of where we completely stopped decay in its tracks with creosotum. I am just so amazed by that remedy. And it's made from wood tar, I think. Wood tar, yes, that's right. Mm. Yeah. I mean, who would have thought? I don't know. Who would have thought, yeah. Who who was the first to say, hey, wood tar? Let's Let's uh, make a remedy from that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, honestly, these mums are just so happy because uh, you don't really want to be putting your child under general anesthetic to have all these, you know, and often it's several teeth that are just completely decayed and having all these teeth yeah. removed or silver capped or, you know, all this. And then we have homeopathy that's so safe and effective. And, you know, this decay was stopped um, within a month, maybe two. It was pretty quick, quicker than what yeah. I believed. Actually, like the, I was like saying to the mums, are you sure? Are you sure? And she's like, yep, the dentist has confirmed the decay is stopped. Yeah. So and I will vouch know, for creosotum. Yeah, absolutely. And also don't, uh, let's not forget of the, about the cell salts. Oh, um, yes. For later on. They are amazing. I had a, you just reminded me, I had a similar case. It was a, a child. He was an, a bit older, but he was like five years old. And he had all these decay and the dentist was already, had already booked the uh, the op they had to do all sorts of you know um, fillings and the crowns and the mother was really upset because first of all because it, she has three more kids and none of them ever mm. had any issues and I knew by knowing from knowing her their diet was super clean she was mm. very careful you know no fizzy drinks no sugar no 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 she was doing all the right things. And yet the, the teeth were, were decaying all the time. And mm. so I wasn't really hopeful, to be totally honest with you, but I said, let's give it a try. Mm. And I just said, well, why don't you give him, you know, cell salts, Calcaria florata, mm. uh, silica, um, and Calcaria phosphorica. Mm. And uh, it, it took a couple of months. Luckily, she had the, the, the op was uh, long-term, was scheduled for for far out and then when she went they checked again and there was nothing they didn't have to do anything at all. she was absolutely over the moon and so was I actually because I really sometimes even homeopaths kind of doubt because yeah you know you think can it be that good and also if the i mean i i have to admit i was really skeptical when i said to these clients you know look take the creosotum and in the back of my head i'm thinking oh i think it's too far gone i don't know if homeopathy can save it yeah so i was really amazed it really um gave me so much you know confidence with these conditions but i just it's interesting that you said that the other children didn't have the decay but this one child did but there's so many things that can happen in pregnancy you know especially if antibiotics have been given during pregnancy Mm -hmm. and uh, if it happens to be around the time that the teeth were developing in in utero then obviously that can affect or if any medications were given at the time that the teeth were forming then that can obviously affect the child's teeth uh, when they eventually came out so with the tissue salts i have a combination we call a strong teeth combo and that's got calc carb calc fluor calc phos and silica in it in a tissue salt potency Mm -hmm. so 6x and that's a good one to take during pregnancy at the stage of when the teeth is developing 
And this combination has kept a tooth in my mouth for seven years that should have been pulled out seven years ago. <laughs> and whenever wow. I feel it flaring up, um, I just take that tissue salt again. So I'm so glad you brought the tissue salts up because they're amazing. Yeah, they really are. Mm. Um, I really like them. It's um, it's interesting because, um, yeah, when you when you study, you they, they teach you, you know, remedies remedies okay okay that's that's mm. great there's thousands of remedies i love remedies and then there are other things that are kind of not second class but they're they're a little bit neglected yeah. and there are things you know like back flower remedies as well mm. for example i used to be really super snobby about that you know <laughs> i knew what they were but i was like yeah but they're not real homeopathic <laughs> they're not yeah they work but mm-hmm. And the same with cell salts. I was like, yeah, but yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it was actually my supervisor when I was in supervision. She said to me, actually, cell salts, they are the food mm. of the body. You really need to look at them like food. You really like like nutraceuticals, this mm. new word that they use right now. And it's true, they they are and they are food. They mm. they're what uh, the, the components of our essential minerals that, that we Absolutely. need. So yeah have you got anything else on your list uh no that's no, really the um the things the the, the first ones that i would mm-hmm. think of if none of them <laughs> <laughs> works i would really consult a homeopath Absolutely. because there might be something else going on like constitutionally mm-hmm. and uh needs a bit more investigation but mm-hmm. um, most of the time you should be fine with this. It could even be something mental, emotional, and that's where your homeopath will be amazing because they will go right through from preconception. What was that like? Was there any miscarriages beforehand? What was conception like? What was your state, your mental, emotional state like during pregnancy? And maybe a ba- the baby actually needs a remedy for the state that you were in while you were pregnant and giving the baby yeah. that remedy to then help. So, yeah, go see your homeopath. Yeah. That's what they're there for. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of going to see your homeopath, Giovanna, how do people get hold of you? Uh, yeah, I have um, social media. I'm only on Facebook and nowhere else. So my social media page on Facebook is called Homeopathy Heals. And um, there are lots of posts. And I make a point of answering anyone who has uh, questions or comments. Mm-hmm. I love to see comments, actually. And uh, I have a website that is called homeopathyheal.co.uk. And um, I also have a newsletter, which is free, that you can subscribe to. And if you want to talk to me about anything or find out how I work for a consultation, I offer 20 minutes free um, on homeopathyheal.co.uk slash contact dash me there's a button on my um on my website just book (laughs) and uh, and that's it and I also have a private group on Facebook and that's uh, that's specifically for autism and it's called autism solutions and it's a private group I made it private just Mm -hmm. for you know privacy so you know parents can be Mm -hmm. free to say whatever they want and Mm -hmm. uh, and it's a safe space for parents thank you so much for today Giovanna a little bit of fun at the end what's your three favorite homeopathic remedies that you couldn't live without and why right definitely arnica I go through arnica like 
water in my house and especially <laughs> when my kids were were younger because you know the accidents you know the bumps and and he saved my son's head my son always had to bang his head whatever you know some people have I don't know and whatever it is when they get injured it's the head and mm. he had some pretty bad uh, head injuries concussions I mean, I, I had one point the concussion was was uh, I knew it was a concussion because it smacked his head bang on the hard floor, the forehead, and he started to feel dizzy, and then he was sick. And I started to give him arnica straight away, straight away, Just every five minutes, every five minutes, two hundred. See, um, but he was dizzy. He fell asleep. He never bruised. Wow. It was never a bruise. And at one point, because I was worried and knew it was a concussion, I did call. Uh, we have here NHS 24, the National Health Service 24-7. And I called them for advice. And they were like, okay, does he have any bruising? And I was like, no, because I gave him arnica. And they were like, what? <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, no bruising anyway. Right, okay. Is it this? And, and, and then they wanted me to take him in for uh, you know to see him but he was he was falling asleep and they were very scared no don't let him fall asleep it was actually late at night so I knew he was fine at that point I knew he was fine and so I never took him but you know he never never bruised and I have Amazing. another instance when my daughter when she was a toddler she was running down the stairs to the kitchen and at the same time as my son was opening the fridge door, so she was running into the kitchen, fridge door open, my daughter bang into oh. the fridge door. <laughs> and immediately you see the, the bump. Egg. This bump <laughs> like in the cartoons, yeah. like boing. it was like a nut. And so I took her upstairs to lie down. I read your story. I give her arnica. I'm telling you, by the time I finished the story, the bump had disappeared. He had I know. Disappeared. My, I um, have seen that too with my son. It ran into a pole at the playground, egg, and every five, ten minutes, <laughs> under an hour, that egg is gone. Yeah. And right. I knew it would happen because, you know, I had studied it. You know, the teachers always had stories uh, exactly, you know, along uh, those lines. And you, you know it's going to happen. But when it happens, Mm. and you see it and you, you blink and you're like what <laughs> it never gets it's boring awesome. <laughs> I know it's beautiful another one that I really love is apis mm. apis is underrated because you know you don't get thank goodness you don't get wasp uh stings that often but it's uh it's really good for burns and for stings I mean for wasp uh, sore absolutely Everything. sore throats mm. amazing my son again he ran out one day in the summer with his scooter after five minutes he come in screaming his hand is absolutely flaming red swollen he had run into a wasp and he was screaming in pain and I was really happy I was like yay <laughs> I had just got my helios kid as Sick. and that's a sick mom here <laughs> I was like yay I can I can try apis for the first time let's go for that and uh, I gave him one pellet or 30 C it went 20 minutes he didn't even remember so how's your hand absolutely normal like nothing had mm. ever happened to you 
We had that just yesterday. We were at a birthday party in a local park and one of the little girls stepped on a bee and she was screaming hysterically. Luckily, her mom used to work with me. And so I know they use homeopathy. And I said to the little girl, is it okay if I give you a remedy? And she said, yes. And I, I grabbed my kits and I put apis on her tongue. It, I mean, it wasn't even a minute, maybe two. And then she was like, oh, there's my friend. And she ran off. I was like, I think everyone was just like, what did you just give this kid? <laughs> It's unbelievable. That's yeah. really great. Absolutely great. Actually, a fun fact, if you don't have remedies handy, what can really, really help is a nice slice of ripe tomato oh. right on the bite. And uh, I think it's to do with the acidity and the tomato. I don't know. But I, I discovered that when I was a kid and we were on the beach and uh, somebody got stung on the lip because mm. the, the, the wasp had hidden inside a can of juice oh. and uh, and somebody was on the beach and he drank and ah, it was terrible and because we were on the beach everybody could hear the guy screaming and somebody said hey bring a tomato bring a tomato <laughs> and they went to the cafe on the beach and they came back with a slice of uh, tomato and they put it on the lip and that really really helped so that well maybe fine. that's like a like you like red tomato and the red this is swelling from a sting maybe there's something in there <laughs> could be yes yeah could be yeah well maybe really the acidity <laughs> and what's your it third favorite be. one that you can't live without uh really arsenicum i use mm. it again it's something that i use a lot because apart from the bugs stomach bugs fabulous uh flu prevention fabulous um anxiety mm. about the flu because of this uh, uh covid situation i remember when it started um we all got covid blah 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 but before we all got it my husband started to guess a little bit and he's usually kind of unflappable but i guess he was watching too much you know news on TV and he started to get scared and because he, he hit 60 mm. into 2020 and he was like, oh, what if I get it? Am I going to die? Am I going to die? And I was like, whoa, I'm not, I'm not dealing with this. So I took a pellet of arsenicum 30C again from my first aid kit and throw it in his mouth. <laughs> um, it, it went back to normal, absolutely mm. back to normal because that was really not like him and that was really the anxiety of getting. And I think in this, Pandemic, oh my gosh, I can't remember how many times I've, I've given her sanitary. It has I definitely. think you should put it in the water. I have said that too, absolutely. Yeah, we would have like, everyone would be so chilled. <laughs> yes, yes. I replace mean, replace the fluoride yeah. with us. <laughs> replace yeah, the fluoride I'm with our sinicum. <laughs> yes, totally. That would be so much better. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Oh. So, yeah. Amazing. Well, Giovanna, it's been very fun chatting with you today. Thank you so much. I hope our listeners have really gotten something out of today and will consider homeopathy for colic and teething for their little bubbies and, you know, explore a, a bit more beyond that. And yeah, we'll be in touch. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much for inviting me and lovely meeting you. It's great. <laughs> Chat soon. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye.